Hello, everybody. Hi. I'm Marissa. And I'm Mitchie. And you're listening to The Sequel Channel. Guys, it's been a minute since we've been here. Yeah, a little bit. For for us. Uh, yeah. For you, it's been no time. Maybe, like, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, for us, it's been, like, what? Two weeks? Mm-hmm. But you know what? You'll always have a friend in me. Yes. That is true. Because <laughs> today, we're talking about Toy Story. Toys. Toys are fucking alive. Both exciting and a fever dream. Okay, so when you were a kid and you watched this for the first time, did you feel like your toys were alive? I remember being pretty scared and just being like, are my toys alive when I'm not in the room? And I was like... A little apprehensive because I had a lot of Bratz dolls. I was a Bratz kid. Oh, no. And they had those big-ass fucking eyes. Yeah. And, like, it just... Sometimes I'd be looking at them, just staring. Like, Imagine seeing that movie and, like, you're a kid whose interest is, like, Victorian dolls. No. <laughs> I can't. I'm gonna call it right there because I'm... Those dolls terrifying yeah Mm -mm. no absolutely not yeah i don't think i ever felt this way about my toys i don't know sometimes these movies kind of get me feeling some kind of way like oh my stuffed animals in my closet like i appreciate them a bit more now yeah well and also just you kind of think about the deeper parts of the Toy Story movies, and you're like, damn, growing up sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just think about, like, all the toys that you left behind. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Not a fan. You got a friend of me. <laughs> Fun fact, though, um, that was, like, one of the first gifts I ever gave you. Was a Toy Story mug that said, you've got a friend in me. And I still have it. Yeah. It's one of my first presents. We're still friends. <laughs> you still got a friend in me, B. Oh, I might cry another pod right now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Toy Story, man. I fucking like that movie. I watched the first one before you came over today. Yeah, I watched the first one, like, a few days ago. Can we just talk about something real quick? I just want to bring something up before we start into all of this. Okay? Hit me. Why are there so many unnecessary sexual innuendos in the Tory Story franchise? Dude, what is up with that? Like, Disney. We gotta talk. My legs crossed. <laughs> These are toys. My, my hands are crossed. My, my but legs not are crossed. Those palms are together. Kind of toys. And I'm I'm wondering why you felt the need to sexualize these toys. Like, why? Yeah. 
I don't understand. And, you know, it's just so, also so interesting because, you know, and we'll learn more about this in, when we talk about your movie facts, but, you know, I'm sure it's probably one of the higher growth, like, hi- highest grossing Disney franchise as a whole, I would imagine. Franchise? Yes. So, it's just crazy that they, the main thing that they're known for, I would say, like, if if you've watched any Disney movie, it's Toy Story, right? You know? So, it's just funny that the, those movies are so hypersexualized in, in a lot of different scenarios in mm-hmm. those movies. Um, yeah, I just kind of noticed that. Not, I mean, it's, it's definitely, like, very prominent in the first movie. It's not as noted in the second movie, I'd say. Mm-hmm. There's definitely just, like, more, you know, obvious, like, romantic interest in, like, yeah. that they're flirty and they're, they obviously date and that kind of world is, you know, prominent in their society, which I, you know, whatever's fine. There are toys, but they're adult toys, but, yeah, essentially. But when is it, yeah, but was it necessary? No. Yeah, so that's just, it's just so weird. It's definitely it's so strange. Weird. But, you know. Yeah. Not that we're going to talk about the seedy underbelly of Disney films, but, mm-hmm. you know, maybe if, uh, put a like in the comments. Say, so I'd like, uh, for you guys to do a spinoff of Disney conspiracies and other <laughs> Disney-related things. I've had so many thoughts of, like, we could talk about our most like, wanted Disney sequel. I thought we had already talked about doing that. Well, yeah, but, like, I mean... That's on our list. Yeah, but... I mean... For, like, a spin-off <laughs> thing. Not not in this, where we're exclusively uh, okay, talking about okay, movies. Okay, 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 You want, like, something that's not even thought about yet kind of yeah, thing. Okay, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. alright, alright. I get mm-hmm. you. Got you. Maybe it's like special episodes mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's just us ranting about things that we want to talk about, about Disney related things or other related things. Yeah. Like I mean, movie wise. I mean, this is our podcast. We yeah. Do whatever we want. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep it in the realm of movies. I'm not just going to like <laughs> start talking about <laughs> what I did last week. That's what I did. Disney conspiracy <laughs> theories. But yeah, I just wanted to mention that because there's a lot of freaking sex jokes and and stuff in, in those movies. And it's just kind of ick when you're watching it as an adult and you're like, wow. This is for children. Yeah, it's for freaking I mean, children. I mean, to be fair, though, when you think about Disney movies, there are quite a few Disney movies that are like that. And they have very strong sexual connotations. And you, as an adult are watching this like, oh, that didn't make sense to me as a child, but now it does, and you're like, Ugh. Yeah, I'm mainly thinking, like, obviously older Disney movies are like that. Yeah. The newer ones aren't as much like that. Yeah, no, they're not. They're more pure somehow. Yeah. Just strange. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, we could we could have a whole episode talking about the modernization of Disney, I'm telling you. <laughs> Well, I think it's time we get into our Mitchie's movie facts. I'm gonna find music for this. I don't. <laughs> I don't have anything yet. I have. I saved a couple things. 
<laughs> but we'll see <laughs> what I You just need like a, a, a jubilant trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more like what you were, you were doing like, like a jazzy trumpet? Kind of. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'll send you some clips. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you an email. All right. So let's dive right in. Toy Story 1. Came out 1995. We were not born yet. But I was cooking. I, I, we were both cooking, but I have very distinct memories of seeing the trailer for Toy in Story. The no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe, but. No. I heard it. <laughs> no. <laughs> when you were, after you were born. <laughs> yeah, after I was born, I guess. You saw it, the trailer? The tra- trailer for Toy Story. There's just like certain clips that I just remember being like, oh yeah, that was in the trailer. Oh. And like other movies? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just the era of VHS that we grew up in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, in fact, do remember listening to this in the womb. (laughs) (laughs) Womb. (laughs) You know, honestly, I probably was, like, uh, like, my mom probably did take my brother to see this movie when it came out, and I was, like, in the womb, so technically, like, (laughs) <laughs> little fetus, fetus me was just like cooking in there just like oh, you got a friend of me <laughs> okay <laughs> okay alright so Toy Story's budget was 30 million Not as much as you think, but still quite a lot. However, their profit they made in the worldwide box office over three hundred and sixty five million. So about ten times their Good budget. For Disney. Yeah, and they got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So that was cool. Um, and then our cast for Toy Story, obviously Woody is played by Tom Hanks, you know, the dude from Forrest Gump, Polar Express, I mean, it's just endless, Tom Hanks is a very We long... don't need to talk about Tom Hanks. Yeah. If you don't know who Tom Hanks, get the fuck out. And same for Tim Allen, you know, Santa Claus, Home Improvement, I think that was the name of his show. Anyway, super popular guy. Mr. Potato Head played by Don Rickles. Rest in peace. He's no longer with us. Um, and he was Cornwall in Quest for Camelot. It was the only other credit I could really... The only other credit I saw that I recognized. And then Rex. Obviously, Wallace Shawn. The inconceivable from Princess Bride. We already talked about him. And Slinky Dog is also another person we've already talked about. Jim Varney. He was cooking in Atlantis. Rest in peace. He is no longer with us. 
Bo Peep is played by Annie Potts. She's pretty cool. She has been Bo Peep in all of the Toy Story movies. And then the coolest thing I found out is she's the secretary from Ghostbusters. Oh, very cool. Yeah, the her name's Janine Melnitz, and she's the secretary. And I was like, oh, yeah. Very yeah. interesting. So that's Bo Peep. And then Ham is played by John Ratzenberger. And he's John in Wally. You know, the guy who gets bumped out of his chair and falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, hold on, John. Get ready to have some kids. Oh, my God. I love Wally. Same. Um, he also was the Yeti in Monsters, Inc. When they get, like, transported to the frozen wasteland or whatever. Yeah. And he plays Mac in Cars. I don't know who Mac is, but... I've never seen Cars. You've never seen Cars? No. Any of them? No. <gasps> Girl. I will one day. You will one day, because it's on our list. What if we got Cars today? Oh my god, that would be crazy. Foreshadowing. Alright, and then Andy's played by John Morris. And this is so funny. The only thing he's ever been is Andy. That's it. All of his credits are Andy, like, for video games or other Toy Story things. Um, I was so floored because I was like, wow. And there was only, like, eight or – it was not a lot of credits either. Do you think he made a lot of money from that and then – he just saved it, invested it really well, and just lived off of that? I genuinely don't know. I'm just really curious. Was he Andy in all movies? Uh, yes. Except for the fourth one. He's not the adult Andy, but he plays well, a child. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, three movies, I imagine, over a, a franchise and mm-hmm. video games. Your, I don't know how those rights work, but I imagine he probably made a good amount of money. Yep. And then Sid is played by Eric Von Detten. Fancy. He was in a lot of TV back in the day. Um, he was in the show called So Weird, which I've never seen. And he was in like 200 episodes of Days of Our Lives. Oh. Like, Whoa. Um, he plays Danny in Escape to Witch Mountain, the TV movie from, like, forever ago. And then he's Josh Bryan in The Princess Diaries. The guy, the hair flip guy that, like, everyone wants her to be with. The blonde dude. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's Sid. Hmm. Yeah, strange. But his last film credit, this guy's last film credit was in 2010. He's just disappeared off the face of the earth. He's not dead. He was just like, I've done enough movies. <laughs> he said, I'm done. Yeah. Princess uh, Diaries was enough yeah, for him. Yeah, I mean, once you meet Anne Hathaway, like, <laughs> what's the point? Your life is set. Yeah. And like, Julia Andrews. Mm, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, okay, I'm ready to die now. Yeah, I'm good. I'm done. Thanks. Bye. Get in my coffin. So the director of this was John Lasseter. 
He did Toy Story 1 and 2. Y'all know that guy. He did Cars 1 and 2. He did A Bug's Life. He was the director for all those. If you've watched any of the Studio Ghibli movies, he's that guy at the beginning, that, like, the fucking white guy that's like, I'm John Lasseter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm John Lasseter. And, uh, yeah, that's him. Yeah. Always wearing funny shirts. Yep. He's one of those guys. Yep. And then, so for writers, it was John Lasseter. And then Pete Docter, he wrote... Wally, Soul, Inside Out, Up, and he helped with Monsters Inc. So already like director and writer crew banging. And then another writer was Andrew Stanton, and he also helped on Wally, Bugs Life, and then he did Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. And he had hands on all of the Toy Story movies. So he is with all of them, which is pretty cool. And then the music is done by none other than Randy Newman. Classic. And he's done all the Toy Stories. So, Chef's Kiss there. He also did Princess and the Frog, Monsters, Inc., Cars, which is so strange that everyone is on Cars from this. And then James and the Giant Peach, actually. So, it's cool stuff. Yeah. Yep. But then we get into the sequel. Which is mostly the same people, I imagine. So, this one came out four years later, 1999. And I definitely have very vivid memories of seeing the trailer for this one. The whole, ride like the wind, bullseye. And the... Use your head. I don't want to use my head. And there's just so many, like, different lines that they use in the trailer that I just live, they live in my brain rent-free. Yeah. Forever. I agree. So the budget for the second one was higher. It was $90 million, so they tripled their budget. They made somewhere between 511 and $512 million. So... Again, they did pretty well. People like toys. Mm-hmm. Talking toys. Talking toys. <laughs> and then we get into cast changes. So everyone kept their original role. We just had a bunch of new characters. So Jessie's played by Joan Cusack, sister to John Cusack. Um, she has done a bunch of stuff. If you don't know who Joan Cusack is, you should really go away. But some of the best things that she's ever done is Adam's Family Values, where she plays Debbie. She's the judge in the series of Unfortunate Events show on Netflix. That shit slaps. She's an ice princess. Love that movie. And then we get the Prospector, as played by Kelsey Grammer. And he was Dr. Frazier Crane in Cheers, and then the producer for the show Frazier. He's Sideshow Bob in The Simpsons. And my favorite credit of his is Vlad in Anastasia. Vlad. Mm-hmm. We love Vlad. So Mrs. Potato Head is played by Estelle Harris. 
rest in peace. She is no longer with us. So sad. She was in a few episodes of The Sweet Life and Zack and Cody. She's like the redheaded maid. Her name's Muriel. (laughs) And then the best thing about her, she's that old lady bear from Brother Bear. She's like, I can still hear my poor Edgar. Freaking love little bear. Quit telling everyone I'm dead. (laughs) And then Al McKiggin. The chicken guy. He is Wayne Knight. He's that dude from Jurassic Park. The one who, like, does the bad shit and then gets eaten by the dinosaurs. He's, like, the first one to die, I think, in those movies. And then he was in Space Jam. And he's Tantor in Tarzan, the elephant. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And Emperor Zurg is voiced by Andrew Stanton, who is one of the writers. Yeah, so that was neat. Wheezy. It's played by Joe Ramft. It's Heimlich. Heimlich. From A Bug's Life. And he also um, was the binoculars from the first movie. And he's Jacques from Finding Nemo. You know, the cleaning. What is he? A sh- he's not a shrimp. Um, yeah, he's a shrimp. Is he a shrimp? Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, French shrimp. <laughs> He's like a cleaning shrimp. Yep. And then my favorite addition to this movie is Tour Guide Barbie. It's played by Jodie Benson. It's Ariel. Ariel. Yeah, she plays Tour Guide Barbie. Multifaceted. <laughs> so Barbie. talented. All right, and then the director is the same, plus we got another director... Ash Brannon, and it's so weird because I don't know who this guy is, and he has very little credits. He directed Surf's Up, which is like that off-brand Madagascar movie, I think, or something. No, it's like a penguin movie. A penguin movie? Where they surf. It's it's off-brand, whatever it is. And then he did Arcane, which is that League of Legends movie. Hmm. And then he did a movie called Stoner Cats. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so interesting dude, Mr. Brannon. And then uh, there also was another director, Lee Unkridge. And he was mostly just kind of like an editor that they had on the team. He worked on Onward, Cars, Bugs Life. And then the writers were all the same, plus Ash, Mr. Brannon, and then Randy Newman also did the music for the second one. Very nice. So, our fun facts. Woody's birthmark from the first one is gone in this movie. Yeah. Do toys heal? I mean... They obviously can be repaired to some degree because Woody is repaired multiple times in Toy Story 2. So, I imagine Andy just, like, had his mom take some paint to him and mm-hmm. fix his face. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's fair. The credits of this movie. So, this was a three-year-long production. For Toy Story 2, okay? 
So they decided to list the credits of 29 children that were born to the film crew during the production period. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. 29 children were born to this one film crew within three years. That's a lot of making babies. That's like Village of the Damned. Um, look, I'm not going to start talking into my feelings of the human race and... <laughs> How many children we have. So. <laughs> moving right along. Moving right along. <laughs> um, the yard sale scene and Woody's nightmare scene. Those are actually ideas from the first movie that they just recycled and used for this one. Cool. Yeah, so that's neat. And there are hints in this movie making it seem like Woody is really old, right? Mm-hmm. We saw a lot of that being called a family toy. And then at one point, the prospector calls him a hand-me-down. Have you ever thought about where Andy's dad is? Um, you know, it's really hard to, to try to put a finger on what happens to any of the parents in a Disney film. <laughs> To be quite honest. Do I think about it? Yeah. Um, I am sure that most people will be like, oh, he's probably just a deadbeat dad and he didn't want his son and he left. But, I mean, he could have freaking died. Right. The reality in most Disney movies is that he fucking died. Yeah, so the theory is that Woody belong to Andy's dad first and then was given to Andy when his dad either like passed away or whatever. Yeah. Or his dad was like, this is yours now, my mm-hmm. son. Like, you're old enough. One right. of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very cool. Very interesting. Yeah, so that is a, a good theory. Kind of sort of ties into another theory, but I'll talk about that one later when we get to it. Okay. Alright. Are we ready to talk about the movie? Let's get this show on the road. So, this movie, like, starts out with that, um, the scene where they're, you don't know you're in a video game, but, like, it's, like, weird. You're obviously in space. Um, we get in and we see Buzz. He's just kind of talking to his intercom thingy, I guess, whatever. Star log, whatever. Making a, a log of whatever his mission was. Whatever. So, whatever. Space stuff. And, um, we are introduced to Zerg for the first time. Like, not for the first time. It, we know he exists in the first movie. Um, however, we see him for the first time, um, once Buzz gets down to his, like, lair. He tries to get his main source of power, which is a single AA battery. Very strong. I was like, a battery? Yeah, right? Like, What's with a battery? Squint. Um, but, and it's a, it's a video game in the real world of this movie. But anyways, so uh, they fight. Buzz ends up getting uh, zapped by Zerg and his body comes off right he's like in half he's like yeah it's just his legs 
and it's like legs fall down, and then he falls down, and then it's like da 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 da, and then he realizes the video game, mm-hmm. and we cue in to Buzz and Rex, you know, and like Rex is playing the spaghetti game, video game. He's very sad that he couldn't, you know, he because it's a small arms, he can't press the buttons at the same time. It's hard for him to beat the boss battle, so um, he's struggling, and you know, Buzz is talking to him, and um, Woody is freaking nervous. When he's running around and he's like, I gotta get things ready and you know what to do and the toys at the bottom of the chest need to be rotated and yeah, uh, this stuff. Because he's going to cowboy ba- camp. He's like, I he gotta go to bother. cowboy camp. Yeah. He's got, you know, he's he's a boss man, but he is going to cowboy camp. And <laughs> he needs somebody to <laughs> So he's leaving Buzz in charge. Yeah. And he, he can't find his cowboy hat. So what kind of cowboy is he, to be quite honest? But anyways, everyone's looking for him because, you know, Woody just bosses everyone around. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone's panicking and um, Bo, Bo, Bo Peep goes up to him. And it's mm-hmm. like trying to calm him down. And then like freaking more sexual innuendos here. She's like, let him look. Right? I'm like, let like, him look. Whoa. When, she, when she's going to kiss him, I'm just like, God, whoa. There are children in this theater. Lawyerism. Right? So, um, and then at perfect timing, thank God for the sheep, honestly. The sheep, they, you know, they're conscious because they can talk to Bo Peep. So they know yeah. that she's a fucking just slut, just slutting around. Mm-hmm. Not like. I'm not using slut in a negative way. I'm just, I'm just saying. Don't feel weird about it. <laughs> Anyways, you know, she's being all like, throwing it around. And the sheep are like, God damn it, Bo. And they go and fuck with Rex's shit. And then Rex is like, little arms, again, cannot, cannot help him. So he's like, please help someone help me and in the panic of the sheep trying to get his controller for his video game the controller crashes the tv turns on and convinced like uh coincidentally enough we get an al's toy barn commercial it's a chicken guy it's a chicken guy now this doesn't really mean anything at this point but it is you know if you have seen this movie before you're like you know it's relevant later so it's funny that this comes on before. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yep. So then they're like, oh, shit. Andy's coming. Mm-hmm. And then Andy runs in the room and he's like, Woody, you ready to go to cowboy camp? And his mom's like, you got five minutes, dude. And he's like, five minutes, huh? And then he's like, create an entire scene. And it's like playing with the toys. And yeah, there's so many times in this movie where they mention time, mm-hmm. specific things, and then the time that spans between those moments do not feel like. It they mentioned five minutes and fifteen minutes mm-hmm. in this movie, and they do not feel like they were events that it would have taken. Right. Well, it's like when they leave the house, the, the sun is still up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then they're like. They don't get to Al's toy barn until the, until next, the next day. day. But when they leave the toy barn, they're like, oh, we have to get back because Andy will be back tonight. Right. 
But they don't... How do they end up getting back the same night Andy gets back? Right. When... It took them way longer to get there. Like, I don't... Yeah. I mean, they did drive. Yeah. There is that. Yeah, there is that. I think that was the only, like... I think that was Disney's, like, shitty way of explaining it. <laughs> Alright, I did forget about that part. I'll give it to you, Disney. You can have it. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Oh, cute nails. Thank you. So, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about how Andy is coming in and he plays with the toys. And then while he's playing with them. Oh, yeah. Fucking rips Andy's arm. Fucking Woody's fucking arm. Andy rips Woody's arm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, my bad. Um, and, you know, his mom comes in and she sees this. Andy's like, he's ripped his arm. And his mom's like, well, we could fix him on the way to cowboy camp. And and he's like, nah, just leave him. Yeah, he's like, no, I just won't take him. I'm like, what? No, to that totally reasonable response. Oh, and thank you for uh, um, for asking. If I you just would don't. Do that, offering to do that. I don't understand. But, you know, honestly, it, I guess like he said at the end of the movie... This is a little spoiler. <laughs> but he does say, thank goodness I didn't bring him to cowboy camp because his whole arm could have fallen off. So, Which it did end up falling off yeah, at some did. point. So. And almost two times, yeah. can I add. Mm-hmm. So, you're crazy. Yep. So, then Andy leaves and Woody is like, well, he gets shelved. He gets shelved. And he Which, gets real emo about it, too. Yeah. <sighs> and then he has that nightmare. Nobody puts Woody on the shelf. Nobody puts Woody on the shelf. Everyone's like, <gasps> Woody's been shelved. Yeah. Like, everyone's, like, making a big spectacle about it. Like, dude, it's it's fine. And we learn in Toy World that's a pretty big deal. It's and he fine. sees uh, Wheezy. Yeah, after his nightmare, he wakes up, and then he finds Wheezy. He's like, Wheezy, I thought you, you know, were taken to get fixed forever ago. Wheezy's like, no, she forgot about me. Yeah. Do you think that Woody's nightmare was of any significance? Other than just, like, him being scared that Andy didn't want him anymore? Yeah, I mean, he just was afraid that Andy didn't want him anymore. That's essentially all that that was, you know. Why are you... No, I was just like, no. Yeah. I'm wondering. He's just being paranoid. Yeah. Typical Woody. But, um, so, uh, Andy's mom comes in. He's looking for toys. Well, they see the yard sale sign go up out front. Mm -hmm. And Woody's like, yard sale! Yard sale! And they're like, emergency roll call! And Wheezy, um, it's just like, squeak. <laughs> Very accurate. Right on, Duke. Very accurate, um, Wheezy impersonation. Squeak. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Andy's mom comes in, she's looking for toys for the art sale, um, she ends up grabbing Wheezy. Yep. And Woody is butthurt because he's like, you should have been fixed. Like, Andy was so sad. Mm-hmm. 
Which, why was Andy sad about the squeaky toy? I mean, squeaky toy. Andy does have a lot of toys. I guess that's fair. Man, he's spoiled. You have to think about the, like, the squeaky shark that he has oh, in yeah. the chest, too. He's like, yeah. howdy, howdy, howdy. Yeah. I'm Woody. Like, I love that shark. <laughs> That's probably my favorite Andy toy. Shark. <laughs> shark. His title in the credits is just shark. Oh, is it? Yeah. Aww. Just shark. He doesn't have a name. It's just shark. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Woody, for some reason, does not decide to be like, hey, everybody, they got Wheezy. Like, Wheezy was up here. Yeah. He, like, tells nobody. He just goes super emo and, for some reason, decides to not speak to anyone. He just rides the family puppy into the yard sale. Yeah, he turns Buster. Like, he brings Buster into this. Like, how fucking rude. <laughs> so rude. It's really rude, honestly. Um, and... He just, it just really confuses me. Like, I guess he just has to play hero. It confuses you why he doesn't ask for help, essentially. That's just a woody trait, you know? Yeah, but he goes down, he gets wheezy, stuffs him in Buster's collar. They make their way back. Meanwhile, his arm is still freaking, like, dangling yeah. off of him. He can't use it, you mm-hmm. know? So, he's just, like, one arm in it. Like, you could ask for help, my guy. Yeah. But, um, Wheezy end up slipping, but Woody pushes him in just enough to get him in, uh, into, uh, Buster's collar. Buster gets him inside, but the door shuts. Woody's yep. outside. Yep. And then a child picks him up off the ground. She's like, Mommy, Mommy, can we? A child. Can we? Can I end the story? And the mom's like, you don't want this thing. It's, it's broken. broken. The way she flips him. Dude, she just like picks him up by his like one arm. arm. Just like flings, flings him, him onto the table. That's a family heirloom. And when she does his string pulls. There's and, a snake in my boot. Or, or wait. Yeah, there's somebody pulled in the water hole. No, I think he says, there's a snake in my boot. Okay. And it catches the attention of Christy. Al McCrusty. Al McCrusty. Is his last name McCrusty? It's How McHiggins. But McCrusty was better. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> um, he was very crusty. At one point, he was like, I'm not going to shower. When he was going Oh my god, day. yeah. He did say that. Ew. Nasty. Yeah, he was like, I'm... Skip the shower. I can skip the shower. He, like, sniffs his pit. Like, you disgusting. literally cannot. That's when you know you can. I... Sometimes I really hate humans. Same. Not anyone listening to this. Yeah. But <laughs> the humans that would do something like that. Yeah. Smell their pit and be like, I'll skip the shower. Like, no. no. If you... If you no. feel like you need to smell yourself to confirm, you just take the shower. Just wash your butthole, please. Um, please. So, that guy... He's like, you, you, you look at this guy and you're just like, he can't be trusted. Yeah. Um, and he wants this Woody doll. Mm-hmm. He's like freaking out. He wants to have him with his hat. When he finds his hat, he's like, oh my God, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Andy's mom comes up and he like starts asking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's basically like, no, um, excuse me, bitch. <laughs> That's 
not yours. She's like, this is a family toy. Yeah, this is a family toy. And he's like, please. Play with me. Because at first he's like, I'll give you 50 cents for all this junk. Yeah. She's like, oh. She's like, um, where did you get that? That's not supposed to be out here. And he's like, uh, five bucks. And she's like, no. And he's like, 50 bucks. Man. Andy's mom should have been a little bit more, like, uh, street smart <laughs> in these days and age, you know? To say, excuse me, sir, you can uh, not have this, um, and then immediately take it back inside her home where it would have been safe. Yeah. But she decides to put it in the money box that's there. Which, I mean... I don't know. I feel like back in those days, people had a little bit more faith in humanity. Yeah, but also too, why was her money box just like laying on, around on a on the table with like other stuff that was being sold? Yeah, that's like that. Not smart. Just like none of none of that like seems smart to me. Which is why I just like why was she having a yard mom. sale? I mean, hmm, interesting. Um, it makes me want to watch the. Oh, third you know one. what? Andy was gone for cowboy camp at this point. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are trying as a single mother. <laughs> I imagine to not that I would know, but to um try to optimize your time as much as possible while your ch- children are gone. Like, it's a way and, to clean out and, the house. And clean out your house and take care of stuff. And that also eliminates the whole issue of them bitching and being like, no, don't give it away. I won't keep that. You know, right. that eliminates all of that. Yeah. So she didn't have any, like, there's one lesser thing. And mm-hmm. and I don't think, is it Molly? Molly. 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 I don't think Molly was old enough still to Mm-mm. be any work that that would, you know, cause yeah. her to not be able to have the art style. That's so I fair. think that's why. Um, but yeah. Yeah. She locks fucking Woody in the lockbox, and that's sketchy Al. Al McCrusty. He uses a skateboard and causes a, co- a, like, a ruckus. A ruckus. I said, I almost said collision, and I was like, mm, I don't really know if that's the right word. So he starts a ruckus. A distraction. Distraction. He knocks some stuff over. He basically. breaks some shit. The fucking yeah. glass. Really rude, <laughs> honestly. Just so rude. Mm. Go to someone else's house, break, break their, their things, <laughs> and steal their and son's stuff. toys. Mm-hmm. He uses like some. I don't even know what he uses to get into the lockbox. Yeah, I have no clue. I think he just fiddles with it. Does he it just have open. like a freaking screwdriver on him? He seems like the kind of shifty person who would know how to pick a lock. Yeah, so he 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 gets sweaty, and meanwhile. The, the toys are watching. Is yeah. seeing all of this. Because they're like, oh, it was a rescue, mi- rescue mission, not a suicide mission. And they're like, oh, Woody, Woody saved Wheezy. And they're like, oh, my God, Woody. And they're like, yeah, Andy's mom saved the day. And then they're like, oh, my God, that guy's kidnapping Woody. Yeah. And they're, you know, traumatized. Obviously, they literally have just witnessed a, a kidnapping. And everyone's like, why would they steal Woody? Yeah, everyone's just shocked. Because they don't know Woody's lore. No, they don't. Um, but we learn about it while he's gone. The lore. The Woody lore. The lore. 
the woody lore. There's something this funny about that. That doesn't sound good. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds really sound. uh, That is going to be the title of this episode. The woody, the woody lore. lore. <laughs> Merch idea. You know, as I'm editing these episodes and going through, I'm taking out anything I feel like would be a good merch idea. <laughs> yes. Oh. Hold on. There's actually one I wanted to share with you because that's really funny. Oh, my God. In the first one, you said thirst trap lions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which I think should be the title for the Lion King episode. <laughs> There's no other way. There is no other way. And we can I can have it without that. I can't wait to watch it, honestly. <laughs> All right, breathe. <sighs> Give you a fan? I do. <laughs> Kofu. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, so the toys that witness the kidnapping, they are trying to figure out why and where Woody had, has been taken. Mm-hmm. Um, Buzz does try to catch Al. He only is able to grab a single feather mm-hmm. from the back of Al's trunk that, like, pops open briefly. Yeah. And he sees his license yeah. plate. Which is LZ Toy. T.Y. Born, I think. Or, yeah, I don't know what it was. But it was Al's Toy Barn. Yeah. Is the actual license plate, which Buzz learns by putting in somehow... I, I don't never, I've never really understood how he figures it out and like puts it in. Cause that just literally spells words, the toy that he's using. Well, I think Buzz saw the license plate and he realized that it meant something, but he didn't know what. So he's trying out different variations of different words that were similar. Oh. Yeah. And then that's how we got Al's toy barn. Hmm. And then they were like, <laughs> Because they were they were using the edge sketch to draw a picture of him, yeah. And then they were you know, Buzz is like, "Put that man in a chicken suit," and they're all shocked, and they realize it's the guy in the Re- freaking commercial. It's the chicken guy from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and um, basically they try to find that commercial mm-hmm. to figure out where to go yep. to Alice Toy Toy Barn. Yeah, but Meanwhile, at the same time, we're going back to Woody mm-hmm. and where he's at. We're meeting the Roundup Gang. And we meet the Roundup Gang. We're going to find out the Woody lore. And they are so happy to see Woody. They're like, oh my god. The prodigal son has returned. We've been waiting for you. Yeah. And he's like, Woody's like, I'm so confused. Like, why? Yeah, he's like, I'm just a toy. Yeah. He's like, Prospector or Stinky Pete. As I call him. Stinky Pete. Stinky Pete. Um, he's like, you don't know who you are. Do you? And what he's like, clearly I don't. Clearly. Uh-uh. And um, we find out that what he's very, very, very famous and popular. In yeah. like, what, the 50s in that time? The 50s, yeah. The article oh, said 1957. Which is like, whoa. Because this is 1999. He's in really good condition. Yeah. For being a toy for the 50s. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is like a hand-me-down. Like, Woody yeah. has been passed down in this, essentially the same family since, 
you know, he was a toy. And that's what I believe. That they just took really good care of him. It's really crazy. He's so well loved. Yeah. Which honestly makes the fourth one even more sad. <laughs> no way. Because it's like breaking the generations of passing him down. Yeah, that's true. It's also, and maybe we can talk about this more when we talk about the Toy Story 4 movie. Yeah, sure, we'll get we'll there. Have that episode. Um, I wasn't really sure what we're going to do in terms of ones like this with multiple. Yeah, we'll we'll have a whole season dedicated to movies that have more than two sequels. Mm. And so that season we'll be watching... For example, Toy Story 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. We'll watch all the rest of the Stitch movies. No. The good ones. No. <laughs> um, Traumatized. <laughs> you don't want to watch Stitch as a glitch? Yes. It's uh, so good. Man. We will never watch Stitch the movie ever again, I promise. <laughs> I swear. Talk my therapist. About it. <laughs> I still have dreams about it. <laughs> Nightmares. I have sleep paralysis. About purple. Noise. Purple Jumba. Purple Jumba is my sleep paralysis demon. Um, I was going to say something. And that you saying Stitch threw me into a, a trauma episode. Sorry. Well, I was just talking about how we're, we'll have this separate season to watch the rest of the movies. Oh, what I was going to say was to answer your question mm-hmm. about, um, what was it? Um, oh, about the whole, saying the whole thing about how it's sad, the fourth yeah. movie is sad because it's ending a whole generation of uh, passing him down. I think that it's also kind of, it is kind of sad in that sense, but I think that it's nice in the way that it gives Woody self-liberation. Yeah. In the movie. Like, he, he's his own person, and, like, that's really cool. And, like, I think, and I think that Toy Story 4 as a whole, and this is all I'll say about this and we can move on, was a movie that Disney made for the adults that watched Toy Story growing up as kids mm-hmm. and this was one was for this one was for the adults my guy yeah that's fair but we'll talk about that more when we get there all right so buzz and the toys figure out Al's location through the TV and they leave for the rescue mission and then it goes back to Woody with his new see. friends mm-hmm. they're and watching they're like we're being sold we're going to Japan. And he's like, Japan? Oh, no, 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 no. I can't go to Japan. And then they gaslight him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jesse's, like, voice. And that was so funny. Like, in that moment. <laughs> so very gaslighty. Dude, it was a lot. I'm sure your precious Andy... Like, okay. I choke on my water. Like, okay, sis. And where is Emily? I'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> so, 
Woody's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then Al comes back. So like, oh crap. And they all hide. And Woody's, a string from his, you know, broken arm gets caught on the stand. Mm-hmm. And it rips his whole arm off. So then Al starts freaking out. And he's like, oh my god. Because he's setting him up for photos. Yeah. To send to the people he's trying to sell them to. Yeah, in Tokyo. And so... Woody's just like, oh my god, I lost my arm. And they're like, you'll be fixed up, you'll be fine. And then we go back to the toys, who are literally wandering the streets at night. Because streets. because the prospector is like, it's a dangerous world out there for a toy. Mm-hmm. And cuts to the toys outside at yeah. night. Just wandering. Buzz. Because Woody was going to leave. Yeah. But he couldn't because his arm fell off. And mm-hmm. Prospect. That's why he was prospector was saying that it's dangerous. Yeah. And so, bus is like only two blocks down, <laughs> nineteen to go, <laughs> which again goes back to our time thing and just like I don't know. Yeah, and like how long did it take them to get across those two blocks? Hours, you know? essentially. We. There's not really a time frame that we're able to really know, I guess, at that time. But it does just seem like if that was the case, like, mm-hmm. they were insinuating that they had 19 more to go. Yeah. It it just goes to say, like, it probably took them a long time to get across those first two. Yep. So, interesting. And then we go back to Woody. Mm-hmm. He sneaks out of his cage again. Al is asleep on the couch. The floor is Cheetos. She, Cheeto popped up. And Bullseye is, like, wanting to help him bless Aww. his little heart. Bullseye is so cute. Such a sweet baby angel. And Woody's like, no, you can't. And then he gives <laughs> in, because he yeah. went to that face. I wouldn't. And um, they proceed to go into the Cheeto minefield. Cut. And try to get his arm. Mm-hmm. Um, Bullseye lifts him up. Woody goes up on his chest. Tries to get his arm. Bullseye starts licking the man's fucking Cheeto. Nasty, crusty. Dude, when they showed those... Did you take a good look when they showed his fingers? Yeah, but you don't know where those hands have been. It was so crusty. crusty. It was disgusting. That's why McCrusty would have been the best name for him. Dude, it was really bad. I literally was like... And then he burped in Woody's face, too, which, like, oh, my God. Like, honestly, if he hadn't been a toy, that might have killed him. (laughs) So. (laughs) I believe that 100%. But he does does succeed in getting his arm. He does grab his arm, yep. But then the TV gets turned on. Yeah. And on the way back to the, yeah. Mm-hmm. The cases, the TV gets turned on. Yep, and then his arm gets taken away from him again. Mm-hmm. He gets put back in the cage, and then Al go back, goes back to sleep, and Woody is pissed at Jesse, and he's yeah. like... Accusing Jesse of doing like, it. Why did you turn the TV on? Like, how could you? And mm-hmm. She's like, I didn't do it. And the prospector's like, don't fight, because they kind of wrestle a little bit. Yeah. Lord. And then, meanwhile, the toys make it to Al's toy barn. It's finally the next day. It's morning now. Morning now. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, 
So it's safe to assume that it definitely took them probably multiple hours to get across those 19 blocks I mean, I'm to get to Alice Toy Barn. Somewhere between 8 to 10 hours. Yeah. So, anyways. At least. And... They find a way into Alice Toy Barn. Mm-hmm. They move across the street using cones and cause a major pile-up, first of all. Literally murder. <laughs> like, probably multiple innocent people. Like, definitely but, you know, injuries, at anything least. Anything for Woody. Yeah. Um, so they make it and then go back to Woody being cleaned by the cleaner. Mm-hmm. Just the best, most... Like, if you know this scene, it is the most aesthetically pleasing scene, and Disney movie. It's pretty great. It's the best. Just like watching him get all tidied up and polished and... When he does the cotton ball over his eyes, that's just so satisfying. When he paints over his shoe, Mm -hmm. even though it's kind of like rude, but it's like so nice to just see the paint go on. My favorite part was when he repainted his hair. Yeah, with the little Mm -hmm. brush thingy or the little airbrush thingy. Yeah, that's really cool. I love all of them. But, um, they go inside the toy barn, uh... And we go back to the toys. Yeah, Rex immediately gets ADHD, finds a... a (laughs) Rex is my spirit animal. ...for the game he was playing at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And he brings that with him, and they just kind of begin... They begin searching for Woody. You remember when those things were really popular? Manuals for games and stuff like that? Those were good those. days. Yeah, because they used to always come with, like, such interesting, like, information about the game and, like... And good artwork. Yeah. Not only that, and, like, cheats and, mm-hmm. and interesting things that you yeah. could find and stickers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Lots of yeah. cool stuff. Nowadays, you just Google it. Yeah, just gotta go Google. Get an ad in overloaded website that tells you how to <laughs> be the level. Right. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so they bring that with them. They begin their journey to try to find Woody. And Buzz goes down the Buzz aisle. Which was not a good idea for him. Like, why did he do that? Nope. And he saw the sign for a utility belt. That's why he went. Mm-hmm. He, he wanted the, the belt. utility belt. And then he meets utility belt Buzz. And he's like, mm, you can't be here. Yeah, and Buzz is like, no, you're a toy. And utility belt goes, I'm Buzz Lightyear. And then he is like, you are a traitor. You work for Zerg. And Utility Belt traps Buzz in a, in a case. Buzz Lightyear. Like a <gasps> Buzz Lightyear box. Just really ironic. Yeah. He's just another Buzz on the shelf. Right. Really was funny. And then, uh, oh yeah, the the rest of the gang gets in a car and mm-hmm. they see the Barty, the Barbies where they're partying, mm-hmm. and they <laughs> door guide Barbie them. gets in because they're. I think they ask them if they can, if anyone knows how to find the owner of the establishment or whatever. Yeah, they're like, do you know where Al of Al's Toy Barn is? Yeah, and she's like, I know whatever. And so they're like, where's Al's office? Yeah. She's like, she gets in the car, she's like, hi, I'm Tour Guy Barbie. I'm Tour Guy Barbie. Yeah. Okay, uh, Ariel. Um, she, like, says some stuff, um, 
Mr. Potato Head is nasty about it. Um, Dude. Yeah, that was another thing that I remember from the commercial for the trailer for this movie. I'm married spud. I'm married spud. Yeah. That's like, uh, that's ones for the married couples that are unhappy. Um. (sighs) But, (sighs) anyway, so they drive off to go find um, the office, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um,. Along the way, they do find uh, Buzz, right? Yeah, I put Buzz Lightyear gets the switcheroo. Oh, yeah. Because the other Buzz, utility belt Buzz, gets in the car. Because he's like, oh, a mission. Mm-hmm. Well, Rex, <laughs> Rex sees, Rex tells him that he reali- he knows how to defeat Zerg. Right. And so that's why he's, he's like, oh, I'm going to go with you guys. Mm-hmm. So they end up going... They realize that they are not going to find Woody there. Yeah. Essentially. Yep. And then we go back to Woody, who is now clean, because they, they got all those photos taken. Brand new. Looking fresh. He's like, I look like I'm straight out of the box. And the prospector's like, you know, you might as well make amends with Jesse before you leave. And she finally opens up about why she's so, like, bleh about having an owner. Because mm-hmm. she had an owner. Her name was Emily. And her owner did not care about her. The same way Andy cares about Woody. Yeah. Um, and the proceeds into one of the saddest freaking scenes mm-hmm. in, a, in a Disney movie ever. Seeing Jesse under the bed covered in dust... It's pretty sad. It's pretty heckin' sad. And the song is so sad, too. And then, like, there's the added layer of being, like, uh, now in an age of TikTok where, like, people have used this song for uh, videos where their pets have passed away. Mm -hmm. And now every time I hear that song, I just, like, my eyes just start twitching uncontrollably. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the thing about Emily... Is there's a theory that surrounds her. And the theory is that Emily is Andy's mom. Yeah, I have seen that before because of the purse thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, one of her purses is the same? Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, she, as an adult, you know, she tries to protect her son's toys. And especially if, like, she had the Jesse and then the man that she ended up getting with had the Woody. You know, and then he's like, oh, this is a family toy that we passed down. And it's like a whole new appreciation, essentially, mm-hmm. for those kinds of things. And it just comes full circle for her. Yeah, she would have learned her lesson. Yeah, that would, that's just... It's a theory. I don't think Disney's ever confirmed that, but... Yeah. It's cool to think, though. It is there. So then what do you decide to stay? You're like, hot, then you're cold. Oh, you're yes, then, then you're, you're no. no. Um, yeah, so he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Japan after all. Why not? Or, yeah. Well, the prospector's, like, whispering in his ear the whole time, like, Andy's growing up. What's what's he going to do with you when he grows up? Yeah. He'll just toss you aside. Mm-hmm. No. Planting them seeds of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. 
So real buzz. We go back to real buzz busting out of his little case. <laughs> and then he follows chicken guy. He sees him. And he's like, oh, oh my God, chicken guy. Um, but on his way out of the toy barn, he unleashes a Zerg instead. Mm-hmm. And then my next, my next note says, Imposter Buzz is loco, but gets them into the hotel at least. <laughs> yeah. He does realize that there is a secret entrance to the, in the shadows to the left, because that's what Rex tells him. Yeah. Um, which is really just coincidental and funny. Um, but they end up getting into the vents and somehow, um, how, by some miraculous twist of fate, they end up getting to the floor they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, there's the whole thing with that elevator. Yeah. I mean, but how do they know? So they're not on the elevator the whole time. They're only on there briefly. Right. So are they like counting the floors as they're going up? Like, how did they end up there? You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, whatever. Some logic is just... Basically, they end up there. They end up running into the Zerg at one point on the elevator Mm -hmm. on the top. And, man, that that scene is so funny. I will literally... I remember as a kid watching that so many times back. (laughs) Just, like, laughing at Zerg falling off the roof, like, the roof of the elevator. Like, the the sound that he makes is just like, no! Like, that sound is so funny. Yeah. Um, so we learn um some Buzz Lightyear lore too. Oh my god. That Zerg, Zerg. is um Buzz Lightyear's father. Oh. Um which I've never seen the Lightyear movie either, which this is also something I had mentioned to Mitchie in this movie. Um Buzz Lightyear mentions like uh, a lot at one point, which we'll mention in a little bit. And um I also wonder if in the Lightyear movie they talk more about how Zerg is his father, or if that's mm. not actually going to be canon in the movie or not. I don't, I genuinely don't know. I wish I knew more. I, but now we're so going to have to watch the Lightyear movie to figure I out. I saw all of the profit data for every single Toy Story, including Lightyear, and it did the worst out of all of them. I mean, I didn't really like the idea of it, but it would be interesting to see, learn more about Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And like his world. Because mm-hmm. um, when they do end up getting into um, finding Woody um, and the buzzes collide, an interesting thing happens between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so um, real Buzz is right behind Utility Belt Buzz and the Gru. He's, he's coming right, right behind him. And Zerg is right behind them. And we get back to Woody, who's like, I'm actually excited to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's cool. I'm, I can go. And it's just, it feels forced. Like you can tell. Yeah, tell yourself a third time and maybe it'll be more convincing. Literally. And I just, my note just says, Woody is stupid. Yeah. And then ride like the wind bullseye. Would he just, you know, God bless him. He just wants to make other people around him happy. Too. Dude, the people-pleasing act is so 2000 and late. <laughs> like, stop. Even though it's not even the 2000s yet. Yeah, I'm like, that time it was probably a nice thing. 
Um, but then that's when we get the, everyone is like playing with Woody and they're like tickling him and he's like, no, stop. And the toys hear him and they're like, oh, they're torturing him. And they're like, oh God, it's awful. And they're like, how are we going to get through? And it's like, use your head. Mm-hmm. I don't want to use my hand. The iconic scene with they Rex. Bust they through. Bust through. And try and take Woody back. Yeah, they basically just try to steal him at first. And then um, Woody talks to them. And they're like, they're my buddies. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything gets kind of explained a little bit. And Woody's like, I'm not going to go with you guys. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, other buzz comes in. Yeah. Um, and other buzz is like, he sh- he pops his helmet open, and the other one's like, <laughs> and then he, real buzz lifts his foot mm-hmm. and shows the Andy, and they're like, buzz! <laughs> yeah. And at one point, um, buzz, the real buzz says to Tactical about buzz, like, Oh, don't worry. He's a code. It's a code 546. So that's another thing I wonder if they'll they'll cover it all. Yeah, because Utility Belt Buzz goes, Your Majesty. Yeah. What? What? So it's very interesting. Definitely want to learn more about that. Yeah. If I can. So Woody doesn't want to leave. So the rest of the toys are like, let's just go. We'll just leave without Woody because fuck him. We got to get back to Andy before, like we said, night. Yeah. Which is literally it's already morning. Like it's afternoon. like afternoon probably now. Yeah. It's just... Ugh, the timing is annoying. Yeah. But then Woody's like, you know what? I do want to go because his show is playing in the background. And Woody in the show is like, the, the most real me. treasure is your friends and family. Friend in me. And then he realizes, oh shit, Andy does have a friend in me. Yeah. And uh, he tries to convince uh, Bullseye and Jesse to go mm-hmm. and Stinky Pete, but then you realize, oh, Stinky Pete is the bad guy. He's a bad guy. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Duh. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> so then. I put prospector fuck shit up. It's so rude. And then in all caps, Zerg. Because that's when Zerg shows up because they're trying to leave and to follow after Woody and all of them because Al came in and packed everything up. And so the rest of the toys are trying to rush to the elevator and Zerg is there and they're like, ah, and they start fighting and then that's when we get our very iconic Star Wars reference. Yeah. And the him falling off the roof and saying, No. You killed my father. So funny. No was. I am your father. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rex is like, You can do it, Buzz. I believe in you. And he's like, I can't watch. And turns to the side and fucking swipes the shit out of Zerg's legs. And yeah. that's when he falls. And Rex is like, oh, I finally defeated Zerg. And Buzz is like, Father. Father. <laughs> Just Sad. can't. I can't. 
And then as they're, they finally get to the lobby and Mr. Potato Head does that hat trick where he throws his hat oh, yeah. and it keeps the, the door, door open. open no tiny piece of plastic is that strong. That's real strength. What the fuck it's is that different. hat made out of? It's built different. It's built different. Yeah, and I just want to know whose idea was it for these toys to look at the Pizza Planet truck and go, oh, we can drive that. Yeah, let's just steal this vehicle. Because that's what they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they drove the Pizza Planet truck to the airport. Which, how do they know where the airport... I guess they followed it. They yeah, followed they followed out. the other guy. But still, it's just crazy. They just knew that they needed to follow him. Oh, yeah, and the three little aliens are hanging from the thing, and they're like, ooh, the wand of power. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Potato Head saves them from falling out the window, prompting them to worship him. And they're like, you have saved our lives. We, we are, are eternally, eternally grateful. grateful. Mr. Potato Head does not like that. He hates it. The toys sneak into the airport in a dog crate. Slinky dog does the impression <laughs> of the dog. To the because a girl, girl runs up. She's like, puppy, puppy. He's like, bark, 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 bark. Oh bark, my god, bark. it's so funny. I love it. <laughs> Slinky dog is so good. I am so sad that Jim Barney passed away after this movie. Right after. I think he did his about... like, bark, 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 bark. <laughs> Ghost emoji. <laughs> yeah. Skull and crossbones. Right, and so they split up once they get through the baggage claim or into the baggage area because there's luggage everywhere. There's so much luggage back there. Yeah, it's really scary. Before, right after Al is yelling at the freaking attendant. Which he would, because he's crusty. He's so gross. He's crusty. He's like, that suitcase is worth more than your laugh. Like, dude. Just jump off a bridge. Yeah. Like, I don't wish you steal. Had a life. He steals toys from children. That's yeah. messed up. He literally stole a, ch- a, a child's toy. That's just ugh, nasty. But um, they basically split up to go to the two two chests that are holding the toys. Yeah. Well, there's two identical green. Chess. Chess. And so they split up to go after one. And one has camera equipment. Mm-hmm. And the other had Woody. But Stinky Pete. Stinky Pete. Fucking threw up. Buzz opens the thing and Stinky Pete decks he him in the face. Yeah. Decks him right in the face. Like, dang, dude. And, yeah, he's just mad. He doesn't want to go back. Storage yeah. He's about to beat up Woody. He kind of slices his arm again. Mm-hmm. Loosens the strings. And he's like, you'll go either willingly or in paces. You know, it's pretty, like, messed up that he, like, cut his arm like that. Dude, he was going to dismantle Woody. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. And so, after that, the gang shows up with the camera equipment. Mm-hmm. Doing so the flash. And Stinky P is just like, ah, he's like, children destroy toys. He's like, they get rid of you. You know what? It's a lot of foreshadowing for the third one. You know, with the whole the daycare and just, yeah. and like that, 
I see what you did there, Disney. Mm-hmm. I see you. And then you just see them being like, oh, you'll get what's coming to you. Mm-hmm. He ends up getting um, placed with Anne. Emma? He gets okay. put in a backpack with some girl. I, I, I think it was Anne. Annie? Yeah, Annie. Annie. Yeah, she was an artist. The Barbie turns her face and is, like, covered in stickers. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah! He does not like it. Uh, I love when uh, the girl picks up the bag. She's like, oh, look, Barbie, a big, ugly man doll. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing. Big, ugly man doll. Big, ugly man doll. Uh, yeah. You're crazy. Yeah. Well, you know. You win some, you lose some, stinky peach. But things are all not peaches and cream just yet. Yep, yeah, because Jessie gets stuck in the case, and so they have to chase after her. Well, Bozai, what do you buzz out of chasing after her? Mm-hmm. Yep. And... She's on the plane. Woody ends up getting on the plane, and they're like, all right, let's go. We'll jump. Three, two, closes the door. Closes, of course. So they find this little hatch above the tire. Which I don't know nothing about airplanes. Is that there? I have no clue. I've never been in a cargo hold of an airplane before, where the luggage goes. So it definitely makes me never want to put anything remotely fragile in my check bag. Right. Especially when he threw that box that said glass and fragile, and I went, Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the time about traveling with anything delicate. Sucks. Yeah. Always so. run the risk. But they, uh, they climb down the wheels of the airplane. They're trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Woody decides he can use his pull string. As a lasso. As a lasso. To get them off. He tells... Bullseye and Buzz to get behind the wheels, and he miraculously gets on this bolt. This one little, like, flat bolt. It's, like, slightly oval rounded. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly, just the perfect shape for his little hope yep. for his pull string. And he loops around it, flings him off. Of course, he lands it. Mm-hmm. However, however, that's supposed to have happened, but, the, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, um, they end up getting on the bullseye and uh, riding into the sunset together. Yeah, it is pretty cute. Um, but that's when, you know, you get back to the house and you see Andy running in and he goes straight for Woody. Mm-hmm. And that's so wholesome. You yeah. Know, he still loves Woody. Yeah, and it's also just really, you know, you have to feel for Woody in that moment because you'll... He he had that nightmare of that moment when he came in and he went right for him mm-hmm. and he grabbed him and realized that he wasn't broken and he didn't fucking care about him anymore. For him to immediately come for him and then just be so happy to see him, you know, to have seen him. Like, that's just very nice. It was a very yeah. nice moment in the movie. Yeah. And Andy sees, he's like, oh, cool. New toys. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. The mom, like. Fuck, did that come from? What the hell? Did I buy that? 
Yeah, and we never see a stepdad, so we don't know if there's any sort of yeah, presence. Yeah, I don't think we ever see any father figure. Yeah, any sort of father figure presence. So just the mom. Just wonder. I mm. can wonder. But, and uh, that's how the movie ends. Just about. We see the luggage thing. Yeah. The, like, trucks that carry the luggage across the airport strip. They drove that home. So that's cool. And then Buzz hits on Jesse. Yeah. Which is somewhat cute, but then alarming when she does the little flip trick to open the door and his wings just pop open. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention the part where Bo Peep fucking kisses Buzz. Oh, yeah. And she's like, give this to Woody for me. When you find him. And it's like... He's like, I don't think think it's going to mean the same coming from me. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say Bo Peep Peek throw it around. She do, I guess. She just be throwing it around in that movie. Mm-hmm. She yeah. didn't care. Yeah. But yeah. Dang. You've got a friend in me. And then, oh yeah, the potatoes adopt those aliens. Yeah. The ones that were like. Begrudgingly. You saved our lives. We are eternally grateful. She's like the wife, Mrs. Potato. She's like, you saved their lives. Let's adopt them. Let's adopt them. And then Mr. Potato, Potato Head is clearly not happy. He's like, oh no. <sighs> and Wheezy ends it up with a song. Yep. <sighs> Wheezy got his squeaker fixed. Squeaker McSqueakerson. He is set to sing because somehow he is so crazy good singer yeah Richard Goulot I think it was the name oh I yeah the, mm-hmm. the, the, I don't know is. who that is I don't know who that is either but yeet and we see cute credits during like the end yeah the, the, sorry we see cute um it's like a blooper reel blooper reels during the credits of this movie which is really wholesome it really Although, is great yeah we're gonna get into our rating of this movie now talk about it a little bit more i can't remember all of our categories oh no let's start with plot <laughs> okay plot um, you know, this had this movie had a really good plot, I think. Um I, I think, think there were some plot holes with the times and just I think it's a child's movie though. Yeah, I think it's it is hard only cuz we're looking at this <laughs> through the eyes of adults. Like right. so it's like we're being a little bit more harsh when it comes to those types of things. Yeah. However, I have to be fair. In terms of, like, what, you know, timing would be like for them in this movie, whatever. So, with that being said, like, I'm not, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to include that in my rating. I'm not going to include those types of things. Like, I don't really feel like they should be included, only because it's not, not, those types of details weren't meant to be looked at critically. Yeah. Um. That's fair. But, you know, if that work the case, then it would definitely be getting a lower rating. Um, or should I include that? Or should it get a lower rating because of that? 
I, I mean, mean, these are grown-ass people making these movies. I take everything I said back. <laughs> Never mind. I don't need any opinion. <laughs> I'm part of this podcast. <laughs> I'm saying... Co-creator of the podcast. I'm saying no. <laughs> it gets points deducted. Yeah, I would say so. But not a lot. I think it should definitely... I mean, I don't think it's perfect. It gets 0.5 points deducted. I mean, I, I would say like a four, I think. Okay. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Not five or four and a half worthy, but a four at least. I really like this movie um, and how it gets into, like I said, Woody's lore. Yeah. And like more into what this this universe is like in the Disney universe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, character. Characters are pretty much all the same. Yeah. You know? You know, Buzz obviously has grown a lot and has changed a lot. Um, but we, we get to see a good, like, nod to his, um, acceptance into being a toy when he does the thing to, uh, utility belt Buzz. Also, when he turns, he turns Woody's words from the first one back against him. He Mm -hmm. says, you are a toy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so seeing those things, like, I definitely would give it a five. Woody is, you know, definitely the same. Mm -hmm. And and at the end of this, we see him take uh, on a new level of of self-growth that is very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. Music? Well... Obviously, it's a five. <laughs> like, the music in, the, in this is so good. And the first movie, too, mm-hmm. that, that scene when Buzz is, oh my god. That's, when he's so depressed. He's so depressed. And, and he's like, waiting, and he's like, I could fly if I wanted to. It's so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> Do you feel for Buzz in that moment? Like, it's it's really sad. Yeah. Top ten. Saddest anime moments. Lesson. Um, I'm trying to... What What is our lesson here? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm struggling with. I don't really... Because mm. what was the lesson of the first one? To, I think there is a there's a I think there are, it was very there's a lot of different levels to the lessons. There's a lot of uh, it has layers. Yeah, it had layers to like it, an onion. Being accepting and supportive of change and like new people around you i think like that's a good part of it like that that's a huge thing yeah from the first one i would say change that's good so when you look at the second one comparatively i think it's more so i mean is it the same i mean i don't think it's quite the same you know honestly and this is going to be me getting in a little bit deep here but i will say that you know, the thing, the thing for me in this movie was 
this gave Woody a lot of autonomy in the sense that he was able to actively at the end make ultimately he made the decision that he wanted to go back mm-hmm. to be with Andy. Like he he got to hear everybody's side, but I do think there was a level of like everybody around him was forcing him into th- like these different ideals. Like, you had the Roundup gang forcing him to think that it would be better to be behind the glass because he'd just be loved and adored by children for all eternity. But whereas Buzz and everyone thinks that it's important for you to be loved and cherished and enjoyed by children in the Mm -hmm. sense of being, like, played with and, you know, in that way. But it's only that moment when he goes and has that own self-reflection moment where he goes and watches that moment on the television where he realizes, oh, this is what I want because this is what has always made me happy. This is like something that, you know, I know that I need in my life. And where he has that moment, he's like, you know, you're right, Stinky Pete. You know, uh, Andy. I can't stop. I can't Andy stop from, Andy from growing up. Yeah. But I wouldn't miss it for the for world. the world. And that's that's his self-discovery moment in in that movie where he realizes this is this is where i belong so i really think it's like a a alert a lesson of like you know who are you and what like where do you belong like Mm -hmm. and and i think i think that that in terms of that this movie really does a a a very good job of showing that in this moment. Mm -hmm. And it's very true to how Woody is as a person. So I'd give it a five. Okay. All right. Uh, Rewatchability. Well, considering I've like, I've watched Tori story Two like probably two times in the past six months. I'd say it's, it's a five. It's one of those movies, it's like, it is really fun to just have on the background if you, like, are a crafty person. You can just watch it and, like, it's just, it has a lot of really nostalgic scenes. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. it has a trailer where it, it it really pushed that those scenes into your head. Like, I agree with you. Growing up, like, I, I think I think of Toy Story 2 more uh, than Toy Story 1 just because it's the one that I grew up with like as a kid and yeah, i saw we were three yeah. when it came out and so. so it just was everywhere mm-hmm. impressionable minds but yeah five cool do you remember what our last category is we added a new category which was rewatchability oh uh, no we were gonna add a new category but we didn't because uh we remember- have six but i only remember five. Oh. Plot, character, lesson, music. Shit. <laughs> Oops. Dang. That's not good. Yeah, I don't have my book. Um. Oh, the animation. Oh, yeah. Animation style pretty much stayed the same. Just if improved. anything, I think, yeah, I think it just got better. Yeah, just improved. Yeah. And for that, I give it a five. I can't give you a hundred, so I give you a five. All right. Well, let's see. 
Overall, it's no surprise that this is probably one of the higher rated um, movies on our list so far. Um, we have one that tops Frozen. This one tops Frozen? Wow. Yeah, it sure Honestly, does. I am I'm kind of not shocked that it did. This is a really good movie. I really like this movie. Yeah, our total four point eight. Yeah, four point eight. It's yep. a really good movie, guys. Um honestly, it doesn't really have any like weird fucking uncomfortable jokes other than the like the few sexual innuendo jokes. Other than that, it's a really genuinely, like, feel-good Disney movie and, like, has a good lesson to it, has a lot of good good feel-good moments, but then, like, is funny and mm-hmm. just overall, like, I'm really not shocked that um, it is highly ranked. I am only shocked that it de-shelved Frozen. I'm, <laughs> I'm just shocked anything de-shelved Frozen. I mean, maybe that's just the difference between the classic Disney you know, and modern Disney. Yeah. If they had stuck with classic Disney when it came to their sequels, this would be a whole different kind of world we live in. Yeah. I'm just saying. But now it's time to figure out our next movie. What's the next movie? Let's find out. I literally will laugh so hard if it's Cars. If it's Cars. Yes. So I kind of have a feeling it's going to be Cars or Lion King. Alright, we're spinning our wheel. What do we get? Finding Dory. Oh my god. Unforgettable. <laughs> That's what you are. How many times do you think we could get copyright strike? I don't know. Because if. It has to be longer than. It's either five seconds or 15 seconds. Oh, okay. To get the strike. We might have to cut out some of our heat on frozen me. <laughs> I think yeah. I went on. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. next week we're gonna be watching. Uh, next week? No, I'll week be, after. Yeah, next week for you guys. Yeah, not not in real life. Well, two weeks maybe. I don't know. We haven't really talked about our oh, schedule. Yeah, that's fine. That's Whatever fine. it is for you guys. <laughs> Whatever time. Time next is time. relevant. <laughs> time is weird. But we're gonna be watching Finding Dory, and yeah, probably crying. I've been listening to. I cry every time. You've been listening to I Cry Every Time. That's that's our new podcast. <laughs> Can we actually make a podcast like that? I actually like, like that. I cry every I time. I cry every time. <laughs> It'll be a section of this podcast, a sub, <laughs> sub-genre. <laughs> Movies that make me cry every time. I love that movie. But we'll talk about that more yeah. next time. But I'm Rissa. And I'm Mitchie. And you've been listening to... The, the sequel, sequel channel. channel. Boy, see you real soon. <laughs>